recording now. Welcome back. Process Preparation Performance. I'm Duke Keith Simmons. Episode number 40, 4-0. And what a better way to start with the new head football coach at the Jefferson City Jays. Coach Thomas is here with us. JR, it's going to be an interesting night. We're already looking forward to the two-minute drill. It was a big hit last time. The answers are somewhat controversial. You know, people are selecting the wrong uh, superhero characters, but we're going to have to we're going to have to get that straightened out. But a couple of quick housekeeping things. We have a clinic coming up February 17th. Already introduced a few speakers on Twitter at Breakdown Sports. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead. Space is limited. We're not going to let everybody in this year, JR. We've been letting just everybody in in the past. And uh, the feedback we've gotten is they like it in a smaller setting so that there's no, like, uh, coach speak. It's just all real. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Let's talk ball, learn from each other, and have a good time. So, JR, it's winter in mid-Missouri. It is stupid cold and windy. I was outside today. I questioned why I was outside in a place where the wind hurt my face. I was like, why am I out, outside right now? How uh, how are things around you, my man? It's, it's just freezing down here. Coach Thomas and I were talking before uh... – we kind of went on here and everything, and it, it's just cold everywhere. And it's going to get worse. So I think when we were on with Coach Bailey, what, about a year ago, it was minus whatever outside, and here we are again. And again. Oh, the funniest thing, though, when you just mentioned you wanted a smaller setting, I have no idea why this popped into my head, and no offense to this guy, but wasn't uh, what was the guy's name out there in Denver where there was three people in there, and it was me, you, Terry, and – Somebody else, and we still have no idea what he was talking about. That was the strangest clinic talk I've ever been through in my entire life. And I remember you drawing something up as we were sitting there, and you're like, this won't work. And you said, hey, what about this? He goes, yeah, you might have a little trouble with this. We're like, oh, my gosh, just get us out of here. But <laughs> I remember his name. I remember the guy who presented, but I'm not going to bring it up. I, I remember it. He's probably yeah. still on the speaking circuit. I mean, well, it's just uh, – it. I will never go in there again. I remember it was the Naked Boot series. Right. What he was talking about. And we walked out, and Terry goes, this entire play was one big contingency. And <laughs> at that point, we just walked out into the snow and uh, went and got something to eat and learned about Clemson Stick, which is probably the best thing we ever learned. Probably. And, uh, and here we are. So, uh, But, no, it's uh, it's winter. I, I can't wait for it to get over. I'm ready for spring, and I'm ready to get back outside and be done with this silliness. So one of these days, you need to fix people's feet and ankles in Florida, and if you something to do, I'll, I'll be a receptionist. I do not care. But <laughs> I'll do something, and uh, we'll take the three listeners that we always talk about that we apparently have in Norway, and we'll take them with us and introduce them to warmer weather. So, But we could sit here and – talk about nonsense all night but we've got a great guest welcome yeah. well i appreciate you guys having me on it has been a crazy first week um you know you start off monday and tell tell the kids in lee summit that i'm not coming back after uh 14 years and then head this way as quickly as i can supposed to have meetings scheduled and run into a snowstorm and wrecks and everything else two hour drive turns into a three and a half hour drive while people are waiting on you to meet including uh tv people and everything else and you end up doing your first TV interview with Rod Smith in front of the entire J Football Foundation board of alumni and coaches and everybody else. So right into the pressure cooker, right off the bat, there you are. TV interview, 
And uh, those guys are all sitting there watching it. It was awesome. Tell me, I, I know you, you were at Lee Summit up there for a long time. You just mm -hmm. mentioned it. Uh, but you also referenced coming home, right? Yep. You referenced coming back to the place. And I saw your little video. It was great. Coming back to the place that kind of shaped you. It kind of molded you. Yeah. When the opportunity was presented, mm -hmm. what emotions went through you first? Man, excitement. Uh, just when you see the phone ring and it's and it's that area code and, and you start wondering who this is, those types of things. Um, you know, the first emotion, like, is this real? Can I make this happen? Uh, there's been a couple different times that it's been flirted with a little bit. Just never thought that I was in the right place. You know, Lee Summit is home to my kids. They grew up here. Uh, my son is a senior this year. He's just graduating. Um, so the timing just became right. Uh, and, you know, the man, the emotions were up and down and back and forth. Do we move? Do we stay? Do we, I, we just built a new weight room. We just built a new facility. Like we've got everything locked in here. We've got a great group of young kids coming back at Lee Summit. It would be really easy and really comfortable to just sit here and ride it out. I've got a few years until I could retire. It'd be really comfortable. But man, there's just always been that thought in the back of my mind about coming back to Jeff City. Uh, my mom is still around there. My, I, you know, we lost my dad a few years ago and kind of missed some years with him that I, I kind of regret that a little bit. Carlos' parents are both really doing well and, and healthy and, and be able to spend some time with them. So, um, and, and if nothing else, man, you know, a lot of people can give money back to their program, can do a lot of things back to their high school program. I haven't been able to do a lot of that with me coaching. I, I don't get to watch a lot of games. I don't come to the golf tournament. Like there's always something going on in my coaching career that I haven't been able to come back and do those things. Um, and this is just an opportunity that maybe I can give back to Jeff City High School a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I've gained a lot of knowledge over 26 years of different ways to do things and uh, different ways to handle kids, treat kids, um, just different ways to present programs and, and show that enthusiasm. And I just I hope that I can pour into the kids at Jeff City what's been poured into me uh, from there as well as through my career and um, just give back a little bit to, to the hometown school. What is the most overlooked facet that you believe needs the attention, the daily attention or the weekly attention that maybe some other people wouldn't see as this is important? Yeah, I think it's just the details. I'm a very detail-oriented guy. Um you know, just little things, walking through the facility, communication with parents, like all those details just make the biggest, the bigger things easier. I say that, I'll say that all the time to the kids. The small things, doing the small things right is going to make the big thing easy. Um, so for me, it's it's the details that sometimes get overlooked. I talked to our assistant coaches the other night um, about drill work and about fundamentals and those types of things. And I think sometimes we get so carried away with we're going to run counter. We're going to run this screen. We're going to run this pass play. We're going to get in this protection that we tend to forget about those fundamentals. And that it goes back to those details. I, I know in, in where we're at up in the Kansas City metro area, you're not going to out scheme a lot of people. You're not. I mean, th there's some great coaches. There's a, there's a lot of great football up there. You better be fundamentally sound. You better be able to block. You better be able to tackle. You better be able to throw, catch, hand the ball. You've got to focus on those details. And for me, and I told the kids this the other morning, that doesn't just happen in between those white lines. You've got to focus on the details in your relationships, in your classroom work. you got to focus on the details up in the building with your grades. 
When you walk into the weight room, every detail has to be covered. You can't skip a set. You can't skip a rep. You got to be it the right way. It starts with all of that. It's a it's a way of life and living with a detail-oriented and a disciplined life instead of just thinking that's going to happen on Friday night. So I think the details of things are sometimes what, what gets overlooked. And we get, man, I'm going to go out and go one-on-one and we're just going to throw and catch or we're just going to you know do whatever we do. None of that happens without all the minute details that go into it. And that's that's something that I like to focus on. Every part of the program has to be detailed. And most importantly, every part of the program have to feel like they're a part of it, right? Like I'm there the other night, I'm at the facility, there's a new custodian down there. And the first thing I did was go introduce myself to this custodian because she's taking care of all the details in cleaning that place. And I want her to know that she's appreciated and that we want to keep that place nice and, and clean and those types of things. So it's about the details. Yeah, I would agree. You got to be brilliant at the basics, right? Sometimes yep. the basics get boring, uh, but it's in the boring that you get better. Right? No doubt. Tons of books and studies and everything written like you need to do something for so long in order to get really, really good at it. And, you know, man, you got to work at it. It just takes time. Whether And relationships take time. And talking to janitors and talking to support staff and talking to your parents and talking to your players. None of it is any different. Everybody's a person. They just want to be, they want to know that you care about them and they're a part of it. Like the sign says, you know, you're a link, you're a part of the process. That's right. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you coach, what's a non-negotiable for you, a core value, a non-negotiable, something that you say, you know what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we're doing in life. This is a non-negotiable. We have to represent this. That's really how we treat each other. That's the, that's my biggest thing. We can't have an, you see it all the time. There's no I in team, anything like that. But, um, you know, we're going to talk to the kids all the time. And the non-negotiables for me is how we treat each other. This is not going to be a place where we come in and we're bullying each other. We're picking on each other. We're not going to criticize each other's behind each other's back in the coaching staff with the players. We're not going to criticize people at school. Like, you've got to take care of those relationships first. That's where I think it starts with me. Um, you know, and, and that's that's kind of a non-negotiable for me is we're going to be that discipline-oriented type team that doesn't – got to be a team all the time, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, and, again, I'll go back to that doesn't just happen when they walk in that facility. It's got to be that way all the time. And that's what we talk about being a link. When you carry that link with you, that's a reminder of what you're a part of, uh, and it's got to be special to you. It seems that every staff or every person on a staff has one really good press box story of something that has happened. We've got a very good one. I don't know if we've ever shared it. It was one of the all-time greatest classics. It was supposed to fire. It was a, if I remember, it wasn't going so good in the first half. I mean, we were leading, but it just kind of broke the ice that it was pretty darn funny what went on, but you've been at it a while. Yeah. Give us your best. Uh, it's kind of a, it's not even just, just the press box. It's kind of an all, everything was going wrong, like all at the same time. Uh, I believe it was Park Hill South. We we're playing Park Hill South. We're at home. This was in our old stadium. The end zone videos are no, none of the sideline videos working. We were having all kinds of trouble. All of a sudden, the visitor side stadium lights goes out. So there's no, we're using just the home side lights. My principal's talking about moving the game over to Lee Summit North. The end zone tower is not working. 
I'm actually during the game down at the end zone tower trying to get it to function, trying to get it to work because I'm like the only one that knows what's going on. Well, come to find out, it was a byproduct of the lights because we were running off of the power system that the lights were into. So all of this is going on. All of a sudden, I'm down at the end zone tower. I look out, and the officials are out on the field talking to the opposing coach and my principal. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I walk out to the field. Guys, what are we doing? And my principal says, John Falkenberry, I think we need to move the game to Lee Summit North. John, this is not basketball. This is not, we cannot just pick this game up and move five miles across town and take all this stuff with us and say, we're going to start in 20 minutes. Like, it's not going to work. So the other coach and I agreed, like, okay, the lights finally came back on. As long as they stay on, we'll be okay. We got the rest of the game done, but man, it was crazy. In the meantime of all that, they had onside kicked twice and recovered it. Uh, we did end up winning the game. We came back. We got it all calmed down. But it was it was a mess for a while. JR and I talk about we need to just write a book about it because the stories are just – they're some of the funniest stories you've ever heard, and they're also some of the ones that you remember without question or hesitation. You just pull them back up. What should we expect to see out of the Jefferson City Jays this year? Um, very tough conference. Been successful the last few years. Had a great run this past year. Uh, great environment there. You know, I, I've been at Atkins Stadium. That place could get full and loud and have a great time. What should we expect to see from the Jays? Yeah, I think my goal for that is you're going you're gonna to see a team that's going to play hard all the time. We're going to run to the football. We're going to play fast on offense. Uh, you know, I think the speed of the game for me is a big thing. If we can get kids to play fast, uh, we talk all the time, like we step inside the white lines. We're not walking. We are we are going everywhere we go. The kids thought I was crazy the other day when I said I hate walkthroughs, that we will not do walkthroughs. They're like, whoa, what? What? We're gonna run. We're gonna do everything as fast as we can do it. So that's we wanna be, we wanna be fast, we wanna play physical, uh, we wanna be exciting to watch because of how hard we play. Um, and then we're gonna be prepared. Like we are going to know what's going on, we're gonna be on top of it. Um, and, and I think you're going to see kids be competitive. And, and we talked about it. You saw me say it in that interview, outwork, overachieve. Uh, we're going to, we're going to try to overachieve everything that we do. Uh, we're going to, we're going to find a way to stay in every ball game. If that's running it, if that's throwing it, if that's number one, playing great defense, we're going to find a way to stay in every ball game and we're going to play fast and we're going to play physical. If you couldn't coach football, oh what sport would you coach? What would you pick? If football did not exist. Oh, we're going with a sport? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, what else would I do? Um, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had some experiences in track. I've done that. I really love basketball. Uh, I love watching the kids play basketball and getting up and down the court. Um, you know, I think it's an explosive game that you can see a lot of good athleticism in. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'd probably do that. I played some basketball in the past also. Um, so that's that's an exciting thing for me. JR, don't ever say that again. What's that? Don't if football doesn't exist. Yeah, don't don't go there. Hey, Coach yeah. Thomas, we've had we've had hockey guys on here. We've had strength mm-hmm. coaches on here. We've had analytics guys on here. Coach Duke didn't know what a Gordy Howe hat trick was. Uh, and then Coach Wells puts me on the spot the last time. Hey, Jr., were you coaching? And I'm like, dude, man, come on now. <laughs> and I've got such varied interests. It's like, uh, what would you call it, flavor of the week with me? Like, <laughs> I like things, but then I get bored with things. You guys are, you're lucky people. You've got a passion you can stay with. 
the two of you. That is for darn sure. Because I'm like, eh, I got that figured out. Moving on, next thing. Yeah, it, it's a dangerous passion sometimes. It'll it'll drive you crazy. It'll drive you nuts. It'll be a blast. It'll, it'll do everything for you. Yeah, for sure. It can, it can consume you if you let it, but it can also, um, it can also give you opportunities and relationships that, yeah, may just set set things apart for you. And I'm sure all sports could do that, but yeah. I'm sure they can. Football's different when you bring that many kids together uh, and and kids and coaches and everything. And at the end of it all, each year's different. Each year you start over. Each year's a new team with a new identity, with a new set of groups. Uh, You throw them all in this big giant melting pot and it just becomes a unit and a team. And uh, it's just exciting to watch. And, And honestly, at the end of the season, the group that has become the best team is usually the best as you run into districts and those types of things. So it's just a, it's a fun development to watch. And the amount of kids that uh, over the years you have a chance to impact, um, you know, and you find that out in weird ways, right? Like making this move, you start getting kids messaging you from 15, 20 years ago and man, coach, great. You know, it's awesome move, excited for you. And, And they're, I'm like, man, I'm getting old. This kid's like 30 years old and, an adult and I'm like yeah you know but the amount of lives that you get the chance to impact is huge I would 100% echo that with a story that happened to me yesterday JR oh I my high school football coach called me Mm. I've been searching for him for a long time and I kind of we had kind of like just missed each other on some certain things and I found a family member of his on Facebook and I just went ahead. I think this is the only good Facebook has, to be honest with you. I found a family member of his and messaged them. And in a couple of days, I get a phone call from him. And I can tell you that when I heard his voice on the other side of that phone, the joy in my heart expanded yeah. past anything I've recently had. So that that impact carries for a lifetime. It's just incredible. But no doubt. I had a phone conversation with Coach Atkins that was very similar about yeah. a week or two ago. So Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So, two-minute drill, Jay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I hope Coach Thomas is ready. We got – No, I'm ready. We Let's got go. some great ones for you here. We go two-minute drill and I'm calling an offense. Let's go. I'm going to find a way. But, man, this <laughs> might be a little different. We'll see. Well, I have five questions, JR. How many do you got? Two. I got five. Woo. Okay. First, first question, Coach Thomas, and we're going to challenge you to get through all 10. If you don't, I don't know, you got some push-ups or something. <laughs> Coach Bush will have to watch you do some push-ups. All right, first question. Best topping on a pizza, and where are you buying it from? Uh, we're going to Eris's Beef and Bacon. Beef and Bacon. Man, that was – the other night. That's two toppings I know, but it's pretty That's good. All right. all right, first one I got. What was Coach Atkins' nickname for you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's probably several. Uh, I mean, back then, everybody just called me E.T., so he used that one. Uh, but there was always the slower than Grandma Moses and, you know, all the all the normals. Coach, song comes on the radio, and you start singing out loud, and you always do when it comes on. What song is it? Uh, what's probably going on right now is talking to Jesus, uh, some some worship music that I've been listening to back and forth. So uh, that's there's a really good one there with uh, talking to Jesus. Cool. If you were walking into school – and there was a dog at the door you were about to go in, would you let the dog in? 
Would I let the dog into school? Yep. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> JR's a dog lover. That's why he asked you. His dogs are you gotta, so right you gotta allow the dog to fly. Just massive. Let yeah, it fly. I probably wouldn't. Not into school. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna repeat a question. Marvel or DC and favorite character? Marvel, Iron Man. Iron Man. All right, there we go. There we go. I want to know the first word that pops into your head or the first thought when I say huddle replay system. Oh, not, not good. <laughs> not, good. not a fan of the huddle replay system. Uh, we use a different program where I come from, so we're going to have to figure some of that out. It's Scott a constant coach. headache in my mind. Scott Coach. <clears throat> Scott Coach. <laughs> yep, that's where we're going. Uh, I love the access of sideline video. We'll put it that way, but it will not be. Because it's huddle. We'll put it that way. I actually just got a quote today from Scott Coach because that's what I use in League Summit. There you go. All right, Coach, you get to pick anybody throughout all of history to sit down and have lunch with. And they're, they're paying the bill. You don't even have to pay. So who are you having lunch with? You're going you're gonna to think I'm crazy all of history, but knowing what we do and how we do it, I have said for years I would love to spend two hours with Andy Reid, two or three hours with Andy Reid and just hang out with the man, not only just offensive football, but just how he handles uh, the pros and, and the relationships that he has. And uh, I, I'd love to spend some time with Andy Reid. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Last one for me, game day superstitions. Game day superstitions. Uh, well, number one, I got to make sure I got my link, uh, my necklace with my three link, or my two links and my cross on it. Faith family football. So that's always got to be with me. Um, and then for a long time, that, and then they left Lee Summit for a long time. The game day meal for me was Long John Silver's. Um, it, I know it's bad. It's not good. Um, but that's what it was. Okay, I asked Coach Wells this one. So you're right. Yeah. You're going to pull off a museum heist. What three people are you taking with you, and why are they coming with you? All right, so number one, we have this, uh, this this guy who coached for us at Lee Summit. He's a wrestling coach also. His name is Mark Herzog, and he is the he is the MacGyver of Lee Summit. He wears his bib overalls to everything that he does. He works out on a farm. In high school, he would drive a tractor to the farm or to the school from his farm. So the guy can do anything. So there's no doubt in my mind that he could get it done. A former player of mine uh, that coaches wrestling with him, Adam Spainauer, who uh, works and does all the fireworks displays uh, for the Chiefs shows and the Royal shows, things like that. So I'm pretty sure he could create a distraction or we could use explosives if we need to because uh, he could build those. Um, other than that, the next one on the list, I don't know, man. I I'd have to go with him. Uh, just to have fun to watch those two guys get it done. So that I would probably be my own third. Uh, I'd probably have to try to let get those guys out of trouble, and, and I'd be the one who ended up getting the stuff out of the museum. <laughs> I think we've hit on I've hit on something with this museum question, Coach Duke. It's uh, it's interesting. I do it's remember. It's interesting because it makes you it makes you think a little. Well, bit. it makes you think of who around you is resourceful and can get things done, or who you would not ask in night jail. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or we're asking people if we could commit a crime, so we're trying yeah. to figure out who we could take with us. Yeah, right. That's true. I don't know. Fantastic. Willing to go down that road with you. We talk all the time about, you know, you're going down a dark alley, and at the end of that alley, you know you're getting in a fight. Yeah. Taking with you. 
It's kind of like that's kind of the question right there. Yeah, I can over it's it's similar. It's very similar. Similar. It's we similar. we have that we have that award in the Tipton program. Who's winning the Dark Alley Award? Dark yeah. Alley Award. There you go. It's a good. All one. right, Coach. We're going to introduce a new portion of this two minute drill because you got all ten. So once you get all ten and you weren't afraid to ask, you win the opportunity to ask Jr. and I any question that you want. Oh boy. Um. Let's go. Cardinals or Royals? Cardinals. Cardinals. Well, that's easy. Not not even not even I mean, a, when you draft first for thirty years and you still can't win the World Series. I was gonna go Rams or Chiefs, but the Rams are in Los Angeles now, so yeah. you know everybody around here is Chiefs fans now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not very good at those types of questions. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right, the oldest game ever played is tag. You're playing tag, and you're going to tag the next person that's going to be on this podcast, the next person that's going to get the two-minute drill, the next person that's going to learn and want to talk and just, you know, be awesome. Uh, who are you tagging? I'm going to tag Andy Learman at Liberty North High School, the head football coach up there. If you need to get in touch with him, I'll get you in touch with him because he is a great man. He's a great coach. He's a great father and husband and just does a great job with that program at Liberty North. We can't thank you enough. We look forward to watching the Jays on the field this year. Uh, competing in a, in a great conference in the CMAC there. JR has a lot of uh, history with the CMAC. You know, he's uh, all over with all kinds of sports dealing with the CMAC. We can't wait to watch you guys get on the field and compete and do great things. And if there's anything we can ever do for you, please let us know. JR, another podcast coming, but episode 40, definitely a great one. Uh Thanks for putting it together, Coach Thomas, and agreeing to be here. The clinic is coming up February 17th. You got to DM us on Twitter if you want to be there. It's not going to cost you very much money. It's going to be pretty cheap. We got to pay for your food. Um, man, some incredible people. Check it out on Twitter. For process, preparation, performance, I'm Duke. He's Simmons. That's Coach Thomas. Go check out the Jays. Yeah.